2: joined this afternoon by David Malukas. David, you won yesterday's shortened race. There were some tire issues out there. From your perspective, were you worried at all about the tires in in your race, or were they okay, and how are you feeling about that going into this afternoon's race on Saturday?
1: Uh, Yeah, so uh, my teammate Linus, uh, you know, had one of the the issues, Um, but from our end, I guess being a perk of leading the whole time, you know, we never had any bad air and having to deal with scrub, um, you know, they asked me on the radio, do I see a cord on the tires, is everything fine? And I was like, yeah guys, it looks great. And I checked, we checked tire pressures, tire pressures look good. So we knew like, you know, in that race, everything was going to be fine. And um, I do trust, you know, Team Cooper Tire. I mean, I saw them late last night working yeah. when I even watched a NASCAR truck race and then came back <laughs> and I, and they were still working there and I saw them, you know, getting into tires and working on them and, and figuring out something. So and once I saw the message, I knew that they figured something out, and, and they even looked at my tires as well, and, okay. and they told me what's good, what's not. So I think going into today with the new split race, I think it's a good idea, and I think it's going to work out really well.
2: Did they change anything tire pressure-wise, any like mandates that you have to be with a you know, different tire pressure, different camber, or anything like that, or still the same? <laughs>
1: Everything's the same. The only thing they made us do in the warm up was scrub the the new sets that we're gonna have for the second half. But other than that, everything else seems to be spot on. Okay.
2: I have to go to a metal music question here after our conversation <laughs> okay, a couple yes. months ago. Uh, what have you discovered new? And then we'll we'll add a couple suggestions to that.
1: So I after and after we had that yeah. uh, that podcast, I um I tried to expand my horizons and look, but the <laughs> The one, only stuff I could find, it wasn't, like, it was hard to find, like, instrumental heavy yeah. metal. It was a lot of the screaming, and that was, for me, just not...
2: Thank you. It's too much. Yeah, so <laughs> the
1: screaming was a little bit much for me. You know, the guy's just ah, and I'm like, okay. But the instrumental, like, yeah. the, that's why, like, the Doom soundtrack's pretty good, because it yeah. takes, obviously, makes creations off of heavy metal hits, but makes them into instrumentals. And for me, I like that. Um, and like even in his album, I think there's songs where like there's demons screaming and those ones I skip because those are a little bit weird. (laughs) (laughs) But but yeah, I just really like the the heavy metal instrumental side, so I haven't really, I've tried to expand but couldn't really find any good instrumentals, so maybe you can help me.
2: On the way into the track this morning, he was like, let's see if this is too much for you, and I'm like, okay, I can make it through this, I can make it through this, it was terrible. They're screaming at me, I'm not into that. Okay,
1: you're not into that? No. No. Yeah, I mean, I do like it. It's just not the screaming.
2: Not screaming. See, the music's hard. The, the, it's the screaming. I actually put that on to fall asleep at night. Wow. Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's an interesting white noise choice, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: See, also
2: psychopath. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. So one you'll want to check, and and I'll I'll shoot this over to you. this guy, I I actually don't know how to pronounce his his name. Is that an yeah. actual name? Yeah. He's from Poland. Oh, okay. Uh, that he does, sense. so I discovered him because he does a lot of Linkin Park, like, cover remixes and whatnot. He's really talented, and there's a bunch of, like, Outbreak number four on this list. is just, like, an instrumental, and it's not, like, metal, but it's got a cool, like, rock feel to it the entire time, and, like, I've fallen asleep to that one more more than a few times, too. It's a good, like, it's a little on the chiller side for for metal music. Okay, now that we've gotten that out of the way with and everybody now listening to this thinks I'm a complete psychopath or falling (laughs) asleep to screaming music, you are two points back in the championship. You've got another race today. You've got Portland and Laguna and then a finale at Mid-Ohio. How do you weigh the risk of trying to make a pass for another position versus I just need to keep getting those points and not worry about what else is going on?
1: Yeah, I mean we're we're definitely in the talks, you know, going up to this race, and we have been after the race one yesterday. Uh, I mean, we, you saw Kyle; he was a bit yeah. desperate on the start, knowing that there's not going to be much chances after these first couple laps to yeah. pass, because this track is tough from one and two. And he made tried to kind of keep the outside, and he had a big moment and almost lost it. Yeah. So, um, going in, we saw that. So in this warm up we actually used the warm up to test the high line cuz luckily what he didn't have what I have today is NASCAR trucks and watching them yesterday they went high, very high. And okay. there's actually you can see two different lines entering one and two. Um, IndyCar it was half and half. Like Rossi I think did a high line when most went low. Yeah. But and we, this morning we went, we tested high line and same thing with Ben, he tested high line as he's going to be starting fourth. And he did an 8-7, 8-8, which is like a couple of tenths off of fast time that session. So, and there was, we adjusted the setup, everything was fine. And we even did high in three and four and it was no problem. So, I don't know, we'll see. I think if it ends up being side by side going into one, I think it's going to be a different story for us. Because also, it's session split into two, so less fuel, right? So, when you have a heavy fuel load, it tends to be very slidey. When now we have, I mean, it's like cut in half for me. So I think there's a lot of pluses that I have if I were to go on an outside move.
2: So with the race being split in two, you can actually refuel, change your right side tires. Is there any other adjustments? Like, can you just do a full, like, hey, you know, it's too much downforce, let's take some off, et cetera, et cetera. Are you free to make changes at that point?
1: I don't know the limitations. I don't think so. I think you... Yeah, I think you could only switch the tires and refuel, like, very limited, Um, but that's about it. So I think they're trying to do that for a purpose.
2: Okay. While Shannon looks that up, a lot of IndyCar drivers describe Gateway as one and two is like a sharp U-turn, and three and four feel like it never ends, turn-wise. Do you agree? Disagree? What do you think of, of Gateway in an Indy Lights car?
1: Gateway is an egg. <laughs> yeah, it's, that's uh, yeah. 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 Um, one, two is the kind of the money maker. Um, that's where you kind of set up three and four because three and four is flat. If you have a good car, it's going to be flat and it should be pretty easy. Sometimes qualifying, you know, trim down. It's yeah. not maybe not so easy, but it's all one and two. And if you can get one and two down with the heavy lift and the downshifts, um, making sure you get a good exit going into three and four. It's kind of key, so I mean, I think that's what makes gateway so special is the characteristics of one and two
2: looking ahead a little bit towards twenty twenty two obviously, you have aspirations, your name is starting to hit the rumor mill, which is, I guess kind of pretty cool, considering you haven't been in that position before, but is it you know does it make it difficult to kind of focus at all when there are IndyCar aspirations kind of maybe within grasp but at the same time you're still at least have to secure a good result in the championship this year and not stumble at the end
1: yeah of course uh I mean it's always kind of a flip or flop um going into a run or you know even today you know I I met with a couple of IndyCar you know team owners before I went out you know shaking my hand or saying congratulations and it definitely uh, kind of gets you in the head and, you know, you yeah. I sit down, I buckle up and it's like, oh man, I you know, it's, <laughs> oh, it's still not like, it's still quite some some races to go and then like I still need to kind of secure this. It's not done yet. I mean, you you never know. It could all just flip-flop and then go to the floor and then next thing you know, I'm back at Starbucks just <laughs> working on my computer, so... um <laughs> No, it always goes, but I mean, as soon as the session starts, it all kind of comes out of my head, and I just focus on that one and single run, so I always thought that was going to be an issue, but once I go out, it kind of just dissipates.
2: I remembered my question from before. You had six-ish weeks off after mid-Ohio until now. Yeah. Is it was, was it hard to get back in the car for the test a couple weeks ago, and B, how do you stay busy during six weeks when there's no racing?
1: Well, luckily I have I, I do work. I okay. work as an IT, so for me it was not too bad. Um, but it was still, I mean, a lot of days off. And within it, I mean, simulator work, hanging out with my teammates, we were just messing around. And just a lot of gym time, really. Um, but it was getting a bit boring. And coming back after the six-week break, I was like, man, I don't even remember how to drive anymore. So <laughs> I got in the car, and and it's been six-week break but then in addition to that it was testing at an oval which i didn't do for two years right so i was going in it was a lot of new things happening and but i was really nervous going in but i sat in did three laps and everything kind of just came back to me and i was like this is great so you know it was a it was long but it feels good to be back and after the tests you know we had also two test sessions on thursday those were really helpful and by the time all the practices were over it was like kind of like I, I'm back in the groove I'm clicked in
2: so you had practices on Thursday tests on Thursday practices practice qualifying and a race yesterday warm up at a race today that's a lot in four, 48 hours ish yeah to more than two days more than two days yeah, yeah. But- how, how ex, is math it? Is a hard. Today. Is hard to, it's so hot. <laughs> how do you, you know, mentally and physically, just like stay ready, knowing that you know you've got two hours and you're just right back out on track again.
1: Well, okay, well first of first of all, you say it's hot. I mean, last week when we tested, it was like 115. It was oh, really, yeah, yeah, it was really hot. Um, so this is so. Like,
2: this feels like fall. Yeah,
1: I, I like. We had to wear white clothing because it was just so hot. It was, it was crazy. Um,
0: health and wellness, true crime and fiction. To find out more about Evergreen Podcasts, go to www.evergreenpodcast.com. Vamos!
1: Actually, the more test sessions you have in a day and the less breaks you have, the better it is. It goes by quicker. You, because you get tired in moments like these. You know, you sit in the AC. Slowly, slowly go down, yep. and then right when you're like really tired, it's like, oh, we, we, it's time to go. We need to go, and then you're like, oh, okay, you just like I feel like I just woke up. So, yeah, um, but yeah, so other than that, but uh, I forgot what was I gonna say, um, uh, I was gonna say something really good too, like a really good insider it kind will of thought. So yeah, we'll come back. So just, yeah, just keep going. I'll, okay. I'll, I'll come
2: back. We'll keep we'll keep going here. I don't know, I lost, do you have, do you have one? <laughs> no, I got you. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute, what? <laughs> this, this is what happens when you haven't slept We've too had much. we
1: downtime and we just Yeah, <laughs> see that's the down thing down. is like, even
2: though I'm not racing, sitting like in the air conditioning, I get like sleepy. <laughs> no, it and then is, I'm it's like,
1: much harder than, yeah. Than,
2: than just being outside the whole time. I got, I got what I was going to say, oh, here see? we go, here you we go. go yes, back, so
1: as you were saying for us, you know, being prepared and stuff, I always just laugh at myself, and I'm like, nah, you're just you're just being like, you know, a little... Yeah. I don't want to say that with a bad word, but... I'm like, you can say a little right. pussy, you know? <laughs> <laughs> because, I mean, I looked at IndyCar, they just rock up Saturday, do a one-and-a-half-hour practice, qualifying, and then 260 laps yeah. in a race, all in one day. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, um, I'm fine. <laughs> yeah. I have to be. So yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to stop complaining. If this is going to be
2: me next year, or in the future, I probably should just pretend I'm okay, even if I'm exhausted.
1: Exactly. That's exactly what happened, and yeah. mentally it's better, and uh, yeah, so I, I looked at 260 laps, mouth drops, you know, my little pork chop from lunch came out of my mouth, <laughs> and uh, I made sure to put my notes, go to gym, so. <laughs> yeah,
2: so that was, well, you probably answered my last question. Assuming you get the chance to jump to IndyCar next year, what is something, whether it be off track or on track, that you think like is super important to your uh, potential rookie season.
1: Gym, definitely going to heavier. Right? Yes, and yes, there's no so. power steering. I yeah. mean, races are much longer, and yeah. I've had many friends. I mean, Pato even told me he was. I told I was the test. He goes, yeah, it was great, but first thing I, I went straight to the gym. So, um, and I think it's like six months till season starts. So if we do, it's kind of like I need to start like right now. But other than that, it would be strategy. You know, in yeah. IndyCar, there's a lot more strategy. Yeah. I mean tires you know in, in Indy, Indy Lights you exactly in Indy Lights no pit stop. no that you go and you just go as hard as you can on the tires and just go until the end there's a bit of tire management but mostly you're just all to the wall so but IndyCar much different story you also have different push to pass I mean they have 200 seconds they can use it to defend and often and yeah so I mean just getting that whole perspective because that's all going to be new to me I think that's going to be huge and pit stops of course well and you also have twice as many cars on the track yeah, that too. So a lot more <laughs> passing. I'm actually excited for that. So yeah. yeah.
2: So, one of the, speaking of pit stops, I haven't asked this question in a couple years, but do you think it would be beneficial for Indy Lights, almost like like today, where the race is split in two, <laughs> yes. but to do like maybe like a mock hot pit stop, like maybe you don't change tires or anything, but you literally just go into the box, like hold for seven seconds and go, just so that when you get to IndyCar, you kind of have a feel for like, okay, you know, this is how I prepare an in lap and out lap, uh, pit lane, execute, getting in the stall in front of other people, etc. Like, do you think that would be beneficial in any way? Most people have actually told me no that I've asked in, and they have all done well in IndyCar now. Like, Pato asked, told me that a couple of years ago in Lights, but I don't know if you think differently. I, know, why I know. I don't remember. You'd have to go back and listen.
1: Well. <laughs> it's Yes, I but I actually think, yes, I think it would be yeah. nice. I mean, coming in for a pit stop, I think as a driver, it's pretty set in stone. I mean, pit limiter, pit limiter, pull clutch, brake, stop, get ready, go. That is pretty easy, and I don't think that's what you need to learn. Um, it would be more for, like, the pit crew to learn, you know, to do pit stops. Yeah. However, going from what people I don't feel like talk about is going from pit out and pit in. I mean, for us, we just go really slow because there's no rush, you know you don't need to, and in IndyCar, you need to be hauling you know yeah. into the pits out and try to maximize it and then hard break, don't lock and I mean you saw in indy five hundred yeah. they were struggling to yeah. even keep it down and so I think in that perspective, I think it would be helpful I uh, just going into IndyCar
2: cool. okay. Well, that's all I got. best of luck the rest of the year. I'm sure I'll see you at a couple of the other tracks and. Look forward to seeing what the plans are for 22.
1: Yeah, thank you. And I just need to keep doing well so I can keep doing these.
2: (laughs) Oh, yeah.